Hey guys, what's up? It's Nick, and you're listening to Noob, your nice experience with buddies. Here today with me is my buddy, Nate. It's Nick and Nate, Nick and Nate. It's always great with Nick and Nate, Nick and Nate. I'm Nate. So make sure you can get a hold of us at TX3 Productions. And that's just our normal ThreadX3 Productions Twitter account. Um, so we also post things about just anything there. Or you can go to the official noob, which is at official underscore noob, spelled just like the show, N-E-W-B. That's Nancy Echo Whamalam Bing Bong. Whiskey Bravo. I mean, it's not that hard. <laughs> it's really not that hard. What's what's all. in then? What's in? Is uh, it in November. Nancy? November. Okay, November Echo Whiskey Bravo. There good. we go. Yes, good boy. Real good, we're good, we're good boy. All right. Yeah, you're a good boy. I want, I want, I want, boy. I want my cookie. I want my cookie. You, okay. no, no cookie. Okay, but you're a good Dang boy. It. Okay. Well, let's jump right into our first segment of the day: dailies. Nate, so like, what have you been playing, sir? Oh man, um, so I've been. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody else has this, but I have like um, peaks and valleys when it comes to gaming. So like, sometimes I'm in a drought and I don't know what to play, so I'll just keep you know doing the same old, same old. Sometimes I I feel a ramp up period right before I'm going to get into a new game. Like, yeah, deep. that's true. Like I'm yeah. going to get deep in there. Um, get deep. <laughs> so of course I've been playing more modern warfare. Um, ooh, I'll tell you this real quick. I last night was playing the best I've had. I have in a while. Like, I mean, it was just, I was doing moves that I don't normally make. I feel like I was an old man <laughs> and I was young again playing. Cause I was like, Whoa, I my can't, hip hasn't moved I that way in years. Fast. <laughs> um, so, the uh, crossbow was patched in, or it was updated a couple weeks ago. Uh, they added it to the game. Nice. The way you get it is marksman challenges. So basically what it is is with uh, any marksman rifle uh, with a red dot on it, you have to get five kills uh, every round for 25 rounds. So basically play 25 matches, make sure five kills are with a marksman rifle, and you'll unlock the crossbow. And so I've been using the, oh, I don't even remember what the name of it is, but the the, the cowboy rifle, the one that looks like a 30-30. The lever action. Yeah, the lever action rifle. I've been playing with that a lot and getting really... Like actually decent at it. Like um we I remember I was playing on Shoot House and at one point um it was kind of a one on one match between me and this other guy who had the same rifle and we both missed our first shots and then I quickly like spun back around, did a crouch and like got him from behind and not trying to say that in a sexual way. <laughs> um and so I was like, Ooh, that was nice. Uh but I think like three matches I went in like twenty seven and three or like twenty eight and two or something like that. It was like, okay, okay, I'll I'll go this way anyway. I've been getting through that uh you know ranking up and it it's this uh this year Call of Duty is like a really enjoyable grind. Like yeah, just kind of getting okay. through it. Like I, I'm, I'm enjoying getting through the battle pass um, and stuff like that. But 
I feel like I'm on the precipice of starting a brand new game because I've for some reason been drawn back to playing Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Interesting. Um, the first one I love. I love wholeheartedly. I 100%ed. I platinumed it. I loved that game. It was so much fun. The second one I got on Switch, played for the first play the first four levels and i was like i can't play this on switch because it's just too big like there's too yeah, much stuff going yeah. on so i had ended up getting it on ps4 it was on sale for like super super cheap and i played it once two years ago oh yeah <laughs> and so i jumped back in and i've just been in the mood for a lego game where it's just like a collect-a-thon like you're just mm-hmm, going through mm-hmm. collecting everything and you know it's it's really fun so i think like i was telling nick before we started recording i think what i'm going to start getting into uh, when it comes out on PS Plus, is Bioshock. Because I've only ever played the first half of Bioshock Infinite. I haven't played any of the other ones. Yeah, okay. Um, and then also, for uh, PlayStation owners, if you haven't seen, we also get um, Firewall Zero Hour as a bonus game for PS Plus. So yeah. if you have a VR and an aim controller, which I want to buy, I'm seeing how cheap I can get one. Right. Um that's basically Rainbow Six Rainbow Six VR. Right, right. And um, that's definitely one I think I want to try out. Uh, last time I borrowed my brother-in-law's um, VR and I played it for a while, I got Killing Floor for VR. God dang. God dang. Like, seriously. Seriously, listen to me. Listen to me. I mm-hmm. got to pick that one up. I'm surprised that's pretty. Have it. It's pretty good. Like, I really like it. Pulling off, like, headshots or whatever. I found out a tip. Here's a tip for you since you haven't played it yet. Um, Just a tip. Just a tip. Now, normally in a shotgun, for a shotgun, you have to hold it with two. So you, you hold it with both your move controllers mm-hmm. and you cock it, giggity, by pulling down on the on the pump, just like you would in real life, right? So you have to go boom, boom, just like that. But I found out a way around that. So essentially I could dual wield shotguns. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So what you do is you can dual wield them. And then I want to say like, I can't remember what button it is because obviously I'm not looking at the buttons. <laughs> so, but one of the buttons reloads it for you. When you reload it, you don't physically put the shells in yourself, at least on the PSVR, obviously. Mm-hmm. So shoot, reload, shoot, reload and it's just like pumping a shotgun so you can dual wield shotguns that way that is one thing i forgot speaking of vr i played through super hot vr <gasps> yeah oh my god have you played it yes oh my god dude what's what feels so satisfying is getting trophies for doing stuff yeah like like there was one yes, that queen. i legitimately i legitimately felt like a badass it was the one where basically there were two guys that are coming at you like this and um you have the machine guns like the the uzis Uzis, yeah yeah and so like what i was doing was i I played it over and over again because i kept dying towards like the the later some of the later ones right and so you definitely get better at that first one once you died like eight times yeah (laughs) so basically what i did when i got it down was i i like stopped i looked down i grabbed i grabbed them off the table and then like I like st- stood like that frozen and like looked 
And while I was looking at one, killing them, I was looking away, shooting them at the same right. time, and gave me a trophy. And I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" And then there was uh, one with the when I when you get the uh, double barrel shotgun, yeah. Like there's one where you like punch a guy and he throws it towards you. You pick it up, grab the other one, move to the side, and go like, "Papa!" Oh my god, it's so much fun. My only complaint is something is wrong with my PSVR and it's not calibrated right. Because man, it was just not doing some of the actions I wanted it to. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. See, like I noticed this same thing when i was um when i was over at um my brother-in-law he's the one that let me borrow the uh the vr when i've always at when i was over at his house i was having way more problems with the vr and tracking than i was at my house it has a lot to do with lighting too so i don't know if that, that was, was i think that might be part of it but honestly like i i straight up played a game in the dark so <laughs> So I don't know what that says. But anyways, um, he has his TV in an entertainment system. One of the ones that actually has like a box to put your TV in. And I Mm -hmm. noticed I was having way more issues when it came to that. But mine, it's an entertainment system where it's a box that it goes on top of. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it has like the shelves on the bottom and everything. That's what I have set up. So when I put the camera on top of my TV, there's absolutely no obstructions. So I've noticed that going over to his house, even though if you pull up the camera, you know, and you do the adjustments, the sides of his entertainment system, it doesn't have a problem. But that's the only difference that I've noticed between his house and my house. Other than maybe the height. But even still, like you can adjust the uh, the camera. So, yeah, like super hot is addicting because like every time you kill somebody, they drop their gun, you grab it, kill another person. Like they, the way they set that up is just like so cool. It's almost like the Miami Vice, but in VR. Yeah, it. Oh my god, it just feels so satisfying mm-hmm. to to just be like John Wick and Neo. Definitely, the same. yeah. Oh. I mean, especially when you like quite literally like dodge a bullet or whatever, like that's really cool. Like you dodge it and then like shoot them instead. Like, and if you have like a knife, you can like what I've done a lot is like I'll go to dodge and I'll like hit it and it'll like cut it. Um, really, but one, I've never done yeah. that. Oh. oh, so there's there's actually another one too that you're in a kitchen and like in front of you, all you have is a pan. Nah. And like maybe like a bottle and or no, there's a pan and a pistol. And so you grab the pan and there's guys like coming at you this way and on this side. So like hold up the pan while this guy's shooting and shoot the guy in front of you. (laughs) And then like, but you can also use the pan to like bounce off bullets. There's a guy from the balcony. So you're just like bouncing them off. And yeah, it's, it's really, it's really, really addictingly fun. Like it's a workout too. My God. Like I went to work the next day. I'm like, my legs are legit sore. Right, right. Like I, I feel like I'm walking bowl like it, like someone had their way with me, and I'm just, it's just not. It just wasn't a good sight. <laughs> Let me mosey on down to work and see how things are going. Yeehaw, yeehaw, and whatnots. Um, no, but like Firewall is definitely one that I would like to try um, because I actually played, um, I played No Man's Sky fully immersed. So instead of doing the teleporting, I straight up was moving, if that makes sense. So you could do the moves with the quick turn, or you could do the moves with the smooth turn. I did it with the quick turns, so it was like a little nine degree, like, 
Um, not only that, but I think it's the I think it's your left hand. If you use your left hand and you tilt it left to right, you'll kind of mm-hmm. strafe left to right. So there's a lot of times I could get away with not turning because I would just make sure to strafe a little bit to the left or the right to make sure to line yeah. up something and then pow, pow, pow or something like that. But I played it fully immersed and I was not, you know, I was not motion sick at all. So I like, even though that's probably going to be a way like higher octane game, but it's still like I've played games fully immersed um, rather than the stupid like teleport system that they do. Like, I feel like the teleport actually makes me more disoriented because I'm like, I have to like, my brain has to rewire. Okay. I was over there, but now I'm over here. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. By the way, real quick pro tip. Uh, if anyone's looking at buying a PS uh, the the aim controller just go get one pre-owned from gamestop because i saw one that was like 30 bucks and i'm looking on ebay right now and they're mostly just selling bundles with a game that we're going to get for free next oh, month that's a good and point. they range from like starting at 70 mm. or 80 to like 100 for sure just yeah just go to GameStop. yeah <laughs> i mean i think like this one in particular like if you guys if you guys wants to play you go, you just let me know you let me know okay I'll get on there because like that's definitely one I feel like that could be like a game of the week or whatever. So, yeah, I can't. I can, I can probably guarantee you I won't be able to buy one this week, possibly mm-hmm. week after mm-hmm. next when I get paid again because we've got a lot of bills coming out. But this is one for sure. I'm going to play this game and I'm going to figure out a way to get one of these. So, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm at least going to get it downloaded. You know, what I mean, it's going to be free. So why the hell not? Am I right? <laughs> Um, so is that all you've been playing? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Cool. Um, I was just making sure it was my turn. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's your turn. Yeah, I'm done. Just kidding, just kidding. You're you're just as important as me. Well, <laughs> um, so actually, what I've been getting into a lot this week is actually Warframe. Um, so Warframe recently, I want to say in December sometime, they came out with their um. They're one of their really big updates. Essentially, you can have a giant cruiser that you get to fly around in space with. Um, I think there's two gunner seats that you can, you know, a squad member can take up each of those gunner seats. Um, not only that, but you can go out into space with your arc wing, like arc wing duck, <laughs> and uh, fly around and shoot ships that way. You can board enemy ships with your arc wing and then basically like battlefront two style go on and like so like right now i've been getting really into warframe because in order to get your own rail thing um because like right now i could just join randomly with some random persons i did that for like two minutes and i'm like i'm confused i don't know what's going on fuck this (laughs) so like i just i bounced out because i was like no so but to do it you have to have um a docking station so I already have um, I already have a clan. It's called Deadly Operative Grunts. Um, so you can go on to the PlayStation if you have it. Join our clan. You know, if you can, you know, help me out. That'd be awesome. You know, because you can contribute. So like when we're building our dojo, we can build stuff up. And so if I don't have uh, enough salvage or if I don't have enough plasma things or whatever the heck the, you know, cause it's all like crafting materials and stuff like that. So if I don't have enough, you can contribute to that, which is kind of cool. But so right now, basically I'm working on getting that, um, built. Um, but in order to do that, I need like nanospores. So I'm making my way to Saturn 
because that's where you can farm for nanospores. So I haven't made it to Saturn yet, but I'm like really close to. At the same time, I just unlocked a new sword. It's like this heat sword. It looks pretty badass. Um, so I've been using that a lot. And I finally, whew, finally unlocked another uh, Warframe. Um, honestly, I feel like Warframe the the coolest thing about it is just how satisfying it can be because like by all means if i wanted to i could have just bought this but warframe has one of the best monetization systems out there you can play the entire game entire game for free you don't have to spend a dime um it does mean that you're gonna have to grind like an mfr for sure because like there were there was like so to build the warframe i had to find the chassis for it build that chassis i had to find another part for it uh and then an orkin cell an orkin cell or something like that and so i had to craft each part of the armor and then build the armor itself and then the armor itself took like 72 hours to craft which obviously i could speed up using their platinum which is the in-game currency so um but once i got it man man it was satisfying because it's like i've been working at this you know this is something i've put my love into so i have the orkin right now um its abilities are um like demolish or something i don't know you throw out some like radiation beams and they can bounce from one enemy to the to another so that's kind of cool then it's like blessed ground and so like a bunch of grass will sprout up from the ground um it gives you a little bit of a buff but then it also like constantly damages any enemies that are stuck inside the grass um mm -hmm. And then I also just unlocked the healing ability. So I'll have like a healing aura that goes out for me. So like, that's really cool. Cause like, I'm a really good support character. So like, I like being the healer. So like you're low on health or something. I'll just go over by you, pop that healing thing. And then boom, we, we get healed or whatever. Cause like, yeah. So I, I really like that. And then it's ultimate. I, I, I want to say he like throws everybody up into the ground or up into the air and then smashes them down in the ground. I haven't unlocked it yet. Cause I'm still grinding on that or whatever, but it's, yeah, it's just like super satisfying. Now, granted in order to grind my new Warframe, I have to go to a lot of the levels that I've already passed through because you know, I'm a level, I think I've already grind up to level seven for my Warframe. But obviously that means I'm super, you know, I'm super low health, low, low shields. And the shields that I do have cost too much, so I can't put the mods on yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, like, honestly, Warframe is a game that can certainly be hard to get into. Because when you first go into Warframe, especially nowadays... Uh, when you first go into Warframe, I counted the other day. I want to say there's, I think it was 13 or 14. Of course, now I'm not remembering because I'm putting myself on the. But there's 13 or 14 different planets. Each of those planets has like 10 or 15 missions on them. But like Warframe, I feel like one of the things it probably doesn't do the best is that it doesn't it doesn't make it clear what planets I can go to and what planets I can't. So a really good example is like you start off on earth 
and then you can make your way to Mars and then, you know, so on and so forth, right? But it doesn't really Mm -hmm. explain that very well. So if you're a new person and you just click on the map and you just see how much there is to do, like for a really long time, it was really hard for me to get into because it's like I didn't feel like I was making any progression. And I think that main reason was is because I didn't know where to go next. Um, Once that clicked for me and I'm like, okay, here's my... Here's my next objective. Okay, my next objective is on, um, you know, let's say it's on Mars. Well, how do I get to Mars? Well, to get to Mars, I have to open up the junction. How do you open up the junction? So there are a couple of steps that you have to get through, and it can be a little arduous. But at the same time, once that clicked for me, I'm like, oh, oh, okay, this makes complete sense now. And it made for a much funner time for me. Because I was definitely one of those people where, like, I jumped on every once in a while. And anytime I heard, like, maybe they added a new character, I'd at least go look at it and be like, oh, yeah, this is cool. And I'd maybe play for a little bit. But I never really got into it. This is the first time I actually really got into it. So by all means, if you guys are into Warframe, you know, join me. Because it's it's really fun. You get to be a space ninja. <laughs> you know? And you get your own ship. Like, that's what I'm working on. Like I said, that's what I'm working on right now. Get our own ship going around, like, almost like No Man's Sky, what it should have been. Instead of just like, I'm going to scan this plant. I'm going to scan this rock. I'm going to scan this creature. Like, this is like straight up like No Man's Sky now, almost like I can fly around on a jetpack. It's called an arc wing, obviously, but I can fly around on a jetpack. I can fly around in a in a uh, railjack, I think is what it's called. That's what the big ship is called. I can fly around in a railjack. I can get crafting materials that way. I can just, man, it is so like, there's so much to it. You know, and I think that's the other impressive thing that this has been around for like six or seven years and it's not slowing down. If anything, it's picking up pace. And like, that's impressive because it's like you can, I feel like you can trust these people to give you a good game. And the fact that it's still free, I could still play it. I can still craft everything. You know, I think once you get into like, you know, um, the end game, that's when it's, it becomes even harder to not pay, but it's like, it makes sense as far as a monetization. It's like that you either want your most dedicated people who are willing to play day in and day out, um, with the best equipment, or you want your people who are paying. That makes sense. Like, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, there's not really any kind of like PVP type of things going on. So there is no necessarily like paying to win mechanics in there and so that's another thing that's really i feel like a really good mark on them you know and it's really hard i feel like to find another community out there that's as dedicated as these people it's really cool so for sure guys check it out it's free you know so um but definitely try to play with somebody like i feel like that's definitely something that can make it a lot funner um and take the time here's my biggest um piece of advice take the time to look through the menus they can be very jarring and i am i'm definitely the one to tell you about that trust me like i i'm so add that i would look at that menu and just be like no nah, i'm good like so i understand 100% but take the time look at the menus figure out 
once it clicks and you understand the path that you're supposed to be taking, you know, to get to that end game, it all just clicks for you. And it, it's really, it's so satisfying to get that new gun that you've been working towards because you've been getting all the crafting materials for, you know, cause obviously like they'll have one or two of the crafting materials be stuff that you can farm and then other stuff that are a lot rarer, you know what I mean? So it's a lot harder to get that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it's so satisfying once you get there. Yeah, it. Uh, I hopped in the other day to play like the the startup, which is something I've done with Warframe apparently ever since it came out. Is I'll play it for like an hour, and then about a year or two later, I'll hop back in and be like, "Hey, so I played the tutorial mission right. a lot." <laughs> but um, it feels it good. Feels like good. I remember playing it when it first came out on PS4, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay." Like this, I mean, this feels polished. This feels like a lot of, like you said, a lot of yeah. work was put into it. And yeah, and I mean, it. now there's open. There's open world areas, there's space areas, so you can straight up like Battlefront 2, you know, zooming around in space, shooting other spaceships and stuff, and it's, and it all just feels good, you know, like, like you said, um, this game is so huge. And it's very intimidating for sure, but like once you get into it, like, I, I highly suggest, Nate, seriously, download it, let's get on it, let's do a stream or something, okay? Like I'll I'll be like okay. the veteran teaches the noob. Although I'm still a huge noob in comparison to like how much you can play this game. But still, like we'll pretend that's what it is. <laughs> all okay, right, that works for me. Uh, so I mean that's it. I mean that's really all I've been playing. I've been going hard, hard into that. Um, other than that, obviously Apex. You know we don't, we don't forget our boy Apex. I played the other day like legit having good matches. So I ended up stopping because, like, that's as good as it gets. Um, but speaking yeah. of that, obviously, super excited for the next thing. We'll talk about that very soon here. Uh, but first, let's get into this game's or this game's week. <laughs> let's get into this week's game. Uh, so last week was PUBG. You know, we're doing our battle royale, battle royale. Um, and so we did PUBG. This week is going to be, what should it be? I'm thinking, you know, to stay on the lines of, you know, I mean, this time around, let's make it free to play. That'll make it a lot easier for everybody to come and join us. Um, have we done Warframe already? Well, no, no, no. We're staying on the battle Royale so that we can do our, yeah. Oh, so, uh, let's do Fortnite. Because that's crossplay. Okay? So okay. Fortnite is the game of the week. Plus, that's the other game that right around the same time um, uh, is what kind of got Battle Royales popular. So we went from PUBG to Fortnite. Let's get the bigger ones out of the way, and then we can start talking about some of the smaller ones. Not only that, but like I said, this mm-hmm. one is is crossplay. So no matter what system you're on, you can be on that little donkey, you know, switch or whatever, and you can still play with us. Giggity. Um, so we donkey can. Switch. So go on. Um, how do you do? How do you do crossplay on Fortnite? It's just. I like, think it just happens. Is that your epic? I think it's is a, it your it might epic be a setting. Scene? You have to name change. or something because I'm trying to say okay yeah, so I think, I think my like epic that. name is um, all caps T-H-E the um, all lowercase W-I-L-L-E-R and then the number 88 so 88 eight. Um, that's my epic 
name. So I think if you look that up, you should be able to, no matter what, you know, obviously if you're on the console, just subtract 88 and it's capital T-H-E, lowercase W-I-L-L-E-R. Um, hook up with us. We'll play that. That'll be this week's game. And that'll also be next week's Battle Royale. Battle Royale. So there we go. Yeah, and I think I think mine's either six sticks or six six seventeen. Six sticks on my right. PSN, but uh six six seventeen. S Y C S T I X. Or the best way to remember it is six dicks. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh we will also have those in the description, so make sure to look there if you if you don't want to have to keep rewinding it to listen to us spell it for you okay so those will be in the description uh hook up with us and we will play uh this week Fortnite. all right so then our next segment is patch up the ship Alright, so we definitely have some things to talk about in Patch Up the Ship. First off, I mean, Forge, uh, what, what is it? Elbow, R. R. elbow, wrist, wrist, no. It's, 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 Spectacles, like, Spectacles, Wallet, and Watch. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. I mean, I, I appreciate how they handled this because it's, it was very much was like, Oh yeah, you this rumor thing we we're talking about. Hey, here it is. Just kidding. No, it's actually this one. It's the other rumored one. It's like, yeah, okay, you're playing with us. <laughs> yeah, and I, I am, I am totally okay with that. You know what I mean? Like, I, uh, I mean, as far as I can see, I like, I didn't, I didn't see too much outrage about it. You know, so thankfully really everybody, everybody got the joke. I think because it's like, um, and I, I love how they kind of played with us because Forge is definitely one of the ones that was mined. So it's like. You know, if anything, in this particular universe, nothing saying that Forge can't come back as, you know, in a different form or something like that. So oh. there's no saying that he's just gone for all eternity. It's just that, you know, for now, he might not be coming as soon as we thought. And instead, we get Revenant. Man. Like, okay, I don't know about you, but my reaction to, to it was... Like, I saw the flickering, and I'm like, hmm, okay, that's weird. I saw Revenant, I'm like, oh, what? And then the blood splatter, I'm like, they did they just, no, no, come on. And then sure enough, like, there was a tweet saying that, like, uh, we are sorry to inform you that Forge did die on scene, yada, yada. Here's the cool part. If you go in-game, there was a little place that was set up for the interview, and then the day of when he died, there's a death box there. <laughs> and if you go up to it and you dig it, you get a trinket that you only get if you went to it on that day or something. So I got it. I got the trinket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they um, especially even with the the like lore we saw in the trailer, that reveal trailer was absolutely Revenants? incredible. Oh. Yes, dude, it's so yes. well directed. Mm-hmm. Like it's a beautiful trailer, and like the concept and the idea is really something too. I mean, it's man, it's that that's probably my favorite reveal trailer we've gotten so far. Oh yeah, for sure. Like him and Cryptos, I think were the ones that had were so lore heavy, mm. and I really like it. Like man, 
like the the reveal at the end that he's like he's looking at himself he's got glass in his in his he's like wait a second what <laughs> like i like that it basically breaks the illusion because it's like wait i should be dead why is there a glass in my neck and essentially yeah. that's what breaks the illusion from not only that but uh somebody on twitter um, went back and freeze framed it. If you go back and you freeze frame it right when he's like climbing up the the side of the building and you freeze frame it, you can see that his reflection is a human reflection. So like, but it happens so fast. They flash to him climbing. They flash back to the family. Flash back to him climbing. Flash back and forth. But if so, like, you would have had to freeze frame it. There's no way like you can. And I love that somebody did that and they went back the attention and they, to detail, the attention to detail that like, no, this is an illusion. It was a little bit of foreshadowing, obviously, you know? Yeah. Uh, not only that, but somebody freeze framed under the desk. They kind of linger on something. Apparently that's a, um, a micro missile launcher. And it's like, okay, is that another hint? Like, are, are we going to get another weapon or something? Like, could that be another drop in a supply drop? That couldn't be a, a floor weapon for sure. That would have to be a supply drop because you can't have yeah, a that's... micro missile <laughs> no. launcher mm-hmm. as, as a floor weapon. No, that's, that is a supply drop. And who knows, maybe we could get that once we get back to um, Kings Canyon, you know? So they give us half the, they give us half the, you know, half the rank sees them in World's Edge. Maybe when you go back to King Canyon, we'll also get another weapon, just like we might be getting another legend. Like, all of this is like, this is the type of hype that we needed, like, at the beginning when we were like, what, you know, we just want more stuff from you because we love you so much, Respawn. Like, and now they're giving it to us, and it's just like, ah, hype overload. So, do you think that we're actually going to get another legend this season? Legit, yes. I think we have two possibilities right now. We either have Lobo, which is if you see the little girl, she was gifted a silver uh, a silver wolf, and I think in Spanish Lobo is is wolf, or I, I can't remember the uh, language. I do apologize, but Lobo is wolf, and they're one of the um, data mind characters was Lobo. And so she was given that silver fox, and then at the very end, she's looking pissed. She's looking pissed, like, you killed my daddy. I am going to get revenge on you. So there's a possibility that we might get Lobo, or they're going to bring back Forge in some kind of way. So there's that. Okay. Yeah, I can see I can see Forge coming back, because I think that that would be like a, a good idea for them to like still utilize that character that they just have shown off. So mm-hmm. he might be like a special event type thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just, I love the lore behind it because I, I love the contrast between we, we thought we were going to get somebody who was sponsored by Hammond, but instead we got somebody who was essentially made by Hammond and mm-hmm. now he clearly wants his revenge, which is why he messed with the games and he did the whole Shadowfall thing because he was trying to mess with the creators of the game because obviously Hammond has their has their tentacles in there somewhere. I love that contrast. I just love it. Not only that, but it's like I just love the lore of if you go into Titanfall's lore. Um, now I'm I'm blanking on the name. I do apologize, um, but there's actually a a I wouldn't say a species, but there's these there's certain things 
in the Titanfall universe. Well, basically, they took like the best soldiers, they took all their memories and put them into robots so that they could still use them in battle. That's what Hammond did. And so essentially, that's exactly what Revenant is, is he is a remnant of of his past self, but this is the first time that it was probably done without his permission. Cause most mm-hmm. of those people, it was done with the permission. They signed up for it, everything like this, but given the fact that he had this illusion that he was a human kind of makes you think, Oh, this is the first time that it's happened without his permission. He didn't want it to happen. And now he's wanting to exact his revenge. Not only that, but we straight up like, almost get a look at maybe what his ultimate could be where he turns into that like shadow creature and then gets mm-hmm. like super like melee focus which it's funny because that's what forge was going to be he was going to be a melee character where maybe that's what uh revenant is going to be he's going to be a melee because he like turns his hand into a blade essentially and then pierces a bunch of people and then he goes into that like dark shadow figure and then he you know obviously his speed's gonna be double maybe his melee is gonna be like a one-shot kill or maybe not one shot that would be way too op but you know we were essentially getting a sneak peek of this is the ultimate you're gonna turn into that shadow legend gonna go super fast gotta go fast gotta go fast so oh uh, uh. yeah so with this in particular what i what i really like about how um <laughs> is it is it's weird how it's almost a RoboCop story, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's almost very much the same thing. He didn't ask to be transformed into this thing, and maybe he's one. Like if they made like Hammond a bigger villain throughout the universe, the Titanfall universe, I think that'd be really really cool. Um, and it's kind of one of those things we might see it because they're doing stuff that I didn't anticipate them doing with this game that are extremely lore heavy to Titanfall, and I right. love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I mean, I love the connection to Titanfall, not just because obviously this is the people who made it, but, you know, someone a couple months after uh, Apex got revealed went back to the end of Titanfall 2 and, like, there is the Apex games. So it was like, I love that it's so entwined with everything. Honestly, I don't know if it would be OP. Let me know what you think. Uh, I don't know if it'd be OP, but I would love to see like a pilot or something as a playable character, maybe sometime in the future. Well, one thing that, especially if they're pulling more into Titanfall, like lore now, one thing that I can easily see is from that data mine stuff we got of Cuban Blisk being a, um, you you know, you mentioned the pilot being a playable character. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I could see very much Cuban Blisk being a, our boy JB, being another character in this game. Mm, Like, maybe not necessarily as a playable character, but an introduced character. Because, I mean, they introduce him in the beginning of the game, you know, in the intro Hmm. trailer. So, have him be more of a part of the game. Yeah. I can definitely see with them bringing in Hammond. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good things are coming. Good things are coming. And uh, by the time this comes out, it's coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to have season four. It's, oh my God, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. So I can't wait to, I think this is probably one of the first times I'll be able to get the character on day one because I think crypto, I had to wait until like, Maybe two weeks after, because I I didn't I didn't I spent money on the season pass obviously, but I wasn't able to unlock him. So this will be the first time I'll be able to day one pick him up, and I'm like, yeah, let's do this, let's do this, let's get it done, get her done. 
get her done. I mean, other than that, obviously we have the new rank system where, you know, I kind of talked about this last week where like the top 500 are going to be um, Apex. Uh, so we don't really need to get into that. I mean, other than that, like, I just can't wait to see um, all his different abilities and, and see him in action and everything. Like, that's going to be really cool. Um, yeah. I'd like to see if there's any, like, special dialogue between Pathfinder and Revenant if they're on the same team. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that would be that would be a funny thing for them to play around with for right. sure. Um, yeah, other than that, um, that, I mean, oh, there was one other thing that I had come across Apex related. Um, and I don't know when it was posted, but it was posted on the Apex apex site um but if you haven't seen uh the apex is doing an anniversary gift um so from the website it says the first year of apex legends you know blah 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 has been truly successful uh within the first week of season four launching anyone who logs in starting um the fourth they will receive a one year origami flyer charm um one year loyalty badge and ten thousand xp for your first match of the day Dang, when is this? On season four launch? Uh, starting on the fourth. Nice. Yeah, starting Let's on the fourth. Let's do it, guys. Let's do it. Yeah, so that's uh that's some good stuff in Apex. Good, 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 um good. you know, the only other thing that patched the ship wise that we have is Modern Warfare had its one point one three update like two weeks ago so i mean this is a little bit old but there's a, an update kind of on that one of the things that was supposed to be involved in that update with along with adding the crossbow and other stuff is you know switching out the game modes you've got gunfight custom um they had Ooh, you know shipment custom? 7 back nice yeah gunfight custom yeah you can use your own guns which i think kind of defeats the purpose but oh whatever. i thought you meant by custom like you could just do it with your friends or something but yeah that does defeat the purpose yeah um but they were supposed to add uh, spawn fixes to shipment. And from what everyone's saying, it feels like it made it worse. And Ooh. me, from personal experience, playing hardpoint and domination on shipment, I was spawning every time I was dying. I, I spawned in the same spot twice, and that was the B flag right in the middle of the map. Oh, God. Why right would they the do middle- that? I don't know. It's. Yeah. I don't think it's fixed. It's. It's still not great. But wait, hold on, know. hold on. Breaking news: Call of Duty spawn points are messed up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much it. The spawns still aren't great in, in shipment. It's still kind of hectic and fun. Yeah. Um, but you know, hopefully, there's going to be some new stuff coming out soon. Um, either update or you know season two is going to be right around the corner so you know we'll get into that when it comes around but yeah that's that's pretty much it for all the patch notes definitely so all right let's move on to our topic of the show all right so topic of the show um this is something kind of near and dear, I, th- I feel like, to both of us. Um, plus, with the new next generation coming up, you know, it's definitely something that is on a lot of people's minds. If it's not, we're putting it in your mind. We're putting it deep into your mind. So are the false promises of the last generation going to follow us into the next? That's the topic of the show. It's not a super happy one, so skip ahead if you don't want us to bitch about gaming but um definitely the infrastructure of the modern 
gaming industry right now, there's definitely some problems going on. And uh, part of that is these kind of false promises. It's like, oh, you know, who's the guy from Fable? He would always just spout off about like... Peter Molyneux. Molyneux, thank you. Like, I remember the M part, but I could not... Yeah, Peter Molyneux was like one of the worst. Then you had the guy from No Man's Sky. He was just as bad, if not worse. Like all these things. And it all, it all seemed to really come to a head this year. This Or not this year, but this generation. Where we've had like a lot of kind of false promises. I mean, like, let's face it, Fallout 76. It's like, oh, 16 times the detail. <laughs> really great lighting. And it just works. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it just works every other minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously the biggest offender I think that everyone can call back to this generation is going to be the original watchdogs. Yes. Because it's the first time publicly we saw them. We saw what was supposed to be a next generation game. Look absolutely stunning. Get us excited actually for the first time in the next generation. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out and it's bland mm -hmm. kind of all around, especially in appearance where everything is toned down. It's not what it was supposed to be. And it got a blemish on it for, for, I mean, it's still not a great, game it's not terrible you know going back and playing it it's 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 fun but yeah you can definitely tell that they fixed a lot of that with watchdogs 2 because it was what the first one was supposed to be right but, but then because of that watchdogs 2 didn't do that great yeah exactly so you know it's 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 kind of it's kind of an interesting idea to think about with the power that they're proposing for this next generation with the series x and the p uh, ps5 like everything that they're showing off and making all these claims, are we really going to get them? Yeah. Like, do they really understand this technology? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the hope. Know? I mean, because another really good kind of recent example would be Anthem. You know, how many promises oh, yeah. were made about that game? But I do feel like this entire generation, it, there has been, I mean, like, let me know your thoughts because this is just, anecdotal to me but i do feel like this generation is marred by so many games coming out and just not being what they were supposed to be and it certainly happened i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and try to pretend that the playstation 3 xbox 360 generation was perfect by any means but at the same time the multitude that happened this generation was way more way more yeah um I can agree with that because yeah. especially if you have the comparison between uh, end of PS2, beginning of PS3, it was an, an upgrade, but it wasn't like leaps and bounds better. You know, like I went back, I remember going back and playing infamous one on PS3, like a few years ago. And that game looks mm -hmm. like, like just dog turd. I mean, it looks terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. But you had things like the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One when they were coming out. They were truly going to be the next generation. So, I mean, you know, I, mm. I wouldn't rule in Last of Us because, I mean, that was probably the best looking game. But look at some PS3 games versus PS4, and it's a night and day difference. Even the launch, launch titles. So, but the yeah, problem is, is I think they had, they were anticipating being able to have so much power that they didn't realize how much power they actually had. And when they went to go put it to actual work, mm -hmm. they had to make some changes, you know? So yeah, they're going like gut, like 
guns at the ready how how much this is going to be a, an upgrade like how oh my god it's going to be native 4k and like mm-hmm. so many teraflops and like you know load times are going to be like two seconds and so you know it's one of those what i think is so funny is watchdogs is at the center of these conversations because watchdogs came out the, not the launch but a year or so after um the ps4 and xbox one came out watchdogs legion is going to be a next gen ps5 and xbox one x title and this one is going super mm-hmm. bold by basically saying every npc is a playable character so it's one of those right. that like that that's a future example um as far as what <laughs> what is something different or what is something that you know hopefully history doesn't repeat itself but we actually have a couple examples now that are, I mean, surprisingly damning. Like, you know, Watch Dogs is one of those, uh, oh, shame on me. But with these, some of the other ones we have that are, some of them are even very recent. It's like, how can you? How can you do that? Like, you know. Right. I feel like part of what happened to the industry this particular generation is games got so popular. So popular. And you could even say towards the end of PlayStation 3 era is when it started, but then this was Eh? the apex. Eh? Um, This was the apex of it because games have gotten so popular that the higher-ups, according to them, I don't think it's true, but according to them, the higher-ups need to get paid $15 million in order to stick around. Well, it's like, that would be cool if there was, like, one or two guys, but then it's like, you know, maybe there's 10, 30 people mm. who are getting paid $15 million. And so then they expect their games to make that much. And when they don't, that's when you get layoffs. That's when you get rushed products. But it's like the higher-ups, they don't play the video games, so they don't realize that what gets them is, you know, good games. But that's not, no, I just, all they're worried is about is that bottom line, that fiscal year. I hate hearing that word when it comes to like video games, because it's like the fiscal year is just like, that's what's wrong with video games nowadays, is that they got so popular. And so that means that, oh, well, I mean, they made a lot of money, right? And so because of that, everybody got raises. But it's like, now it's like, you could argue that games cost more to make nowadays, and I'd feel like part of that reason is is because the high reps need to get paid so much. But do they need to get paid that much? I don't personally think so. Who the hell needs $15 million <laughs> like a year? No, I'm sorry. You don't need to get paid that much, especially when the people who are actually making the game are like making ends meet. They're, you know, having stress episodes and everything. Like it's it's ridiculous. And I mean, then you just have certain things where I feel like the industry itself is getting lazy and maybe not lazy, but they're being worked to the point where like either it just needs to be put out. It's just, just put it out, just put it out, you know, versus the people who actually make the game, who are actually there in the trenches. Like they are the ones that are getting crapped out, crapped on. Cause like when, like a perfect example for me recently. So, um, I have PlayStation, uh, now. So there's a couple of older games that I'm playing. One of the older games I'm playing recently is, um, Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered Edition. And I look at that game and I look at its destructibility and just how like 
awesome it is. I'm like, God dang, like, it's definitely not good story-wise. It's definitely not good, like, maybe even some of the mechanics are definitely, like, early 2000s or whatever. I can admit that. But, like, the destruction is amazing. It's amazing. And then you go to Crackdown 3. And the promises that, oh, we're going to use cloud computing. And so we're going to have an entire cityscape that you can just completely destroy. And then Crackdown 3 came out. And what did you get? You got a multiplayer mode where there was a lot of neon things that you could destroy instead of an entire cityscape. And the absolute just, I mean, false promise right there. You know, that's a perfect example of a false promise. We're going to give you this, but instead you got that. And part of it is overworked people. Part of it is we don't have enough time to do research and development. We, quote unquote, don't have enough time. I don't believe that. Like, if you want a good game, put out a good game. Because it's like, I see the destruction in a game like Red Faction Gorilla that came out last generation. And it has better destruction than some of the games that are out tonight or this some of the games out you know this year you know now grand theft auto yeah it has huge skyscrapers so the processing power that it would take to have huge skyscrapers and red faction by all means doesn't have huge cityscapes it has buildings here and there so i understand that but that was last generation if I can have buildings getting destroyed last generation, why can I have cities being destroyed this generation? Even if it's in half the amount of, you know, yeah, destructibility. It's yeah, it so, feels weird to so like crazy. that example. So I have another one as well. Um, <laughs> jump back into the Force Unleashed, the first one. Um, it's been a few years since I played it, yeah. but I had just finished Fallen Order whenever I decided to jump back in. Because I wanted to, I wanted to compare the two. Like, how different does this feel? And it feels very different. I, I mean, I think overall gameplay wise, Fallen Order has better gameplay. Um, but going back to Force Unleashed, you can force push stormtroopers, boxes, literally manipulate the environment, like levitate boxes, throw them at people. Like it's an open sandbox, and it feels weird for a game that is so much older. Um, I want to say that game came out in like 2010, mm-hmm. maybe nine. Um, right so but almost 10 yeah plus it years. feels more like the environment feels more at use than it doesn't fall in order yeah that's a really good point because even in it's combat very controlled you can only use yeah in combat you can only use force push a certain when you're out of combat for some reason you can use it all the effing time uh, okay whatever but in force unleashed you can pick up a box throw it at any time you don't have to wait for a meter to to refill or anything. You can just pick yeah. up a box, boom, throw it at that throw it at that stormtrooper. Pick up the stormtrooper, throw him over there. The freedom of that versus now is just like and it's definitely not laziness, like it's just that they wanted it out this year rather than next year. You know, they wanted it out alongside the new Star Wars, which they should have distanced it. <laughs> But that's not the point. The point is, is that like if we had maybe even just six more months, could they have made environments where 
just like in Force Unleashed, like when you do a really big force push, the amount of things that can go flying boxes, people, debris, you know, the amount of things that can just like particle effects going off is awesome. And then, yeah, you make a really good point with Fallen Order that it's like you're very limited. Now, granted, maybe that's because you're more of a Padawan in this one and maybe um, Fallen Order 2 or whatever the subtitle will be, Rising Order. It's definitely just... It's definitely just- <laughs> First it's order. definitely just a difference in feeling like <laughs> fallen order feels good because the combat feels good like you feel every right. single like strike that you make whereas when it comes mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the force unleashed the entire world is your sandbox and you can manipulate it however much you want and so the freedom it's it's just a different feeling like they both have their satisfying yeah. jedi sith feelings but one is just targeted one way and the other one's just more like an open experience but um i i I have beaten uh force unleashed i never finished force unleashed 2 because i just it it, nothing attracted me to it but that's the one i really want to get to but i love the story of Mm -hmm. you know the force unleashed itself so um yeah Yeah. you know and it's now let me ask you this because we're kind of in the same vein of of talking about false promises and you seem like you're going to be of a better aid than i am on this what the hell's going on with Warcraft 3? <laughs> Good. Good. Let the hate flow. My goodness. My goodness. Warcraft 3. Man. Man. And see, like, I'm not a super huge PC guy, and therefore not a super huge RTS. However, growing up, RTSs is actually what I first started playing so rts is is kind of what got me into games and therefore kind of molded what made me a gamer and wowie wowie like what's happening with warcraft 3 is absolutely ridiculous i mean i'm assuming at this point a lot of people have already seen the comparison so you have the comparison of BlizzCon 2018's cutscene to the cutscene that was released. And wow. Like the BlizzCon, like they were trying to actually be cinematic and they had close-ups and even the voice acting was very different. And then cut to the release and it's just like it's zoomed out. You're not really seeing what's going on other than hand movements. Whereas in the 2018 blizzcon like there's facial animation there's like the you know the mouth is moving the eyebrows are moving there's emotion you know versus just uh portraits essentially is what you get in the final verdict and it's like wow and the 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 messed up part about this uh going along the false promises is that this was promised way way back and then it was announced that they were going to be scaling back but at least as far as i know it wasn't really, they didn't go step by step. We're going to scale back this. We're going to scale back this. And even if they did, I don't think anybody expected just how much scale back it was. So, I mean, the graphics themselves do look a lot better. Like if you look at a side by side of what Warcraft three looked like before and what it looks like reforged, like it does look better. Like I think like the, the devil Mm -hmm. is in the details because the details of, all the units and stuff, like especially if you're one of the people that like to play really zoomed in, like the details are way better and everything just looks a lot more crisp. But then 
being able to actually play the game is certainly another thing that would be nice. And the fact that some people can't even play the game because it crashes on them is another thing. And then maybe because you've seen all this bad press around it, maybe since you pre-ordered it, you would like a refund. Too bad. You don't get a refund. Like, are you serious? Like, this is straight up against the law in some countries. Like, you can't just put out a put out a product that is essentially false advertising and not let people get advertised. Bethesda tried the same things in a, in a court in, I want to say Australia. I could be wrong. Um, but a court in Australia went against them and said, no, Bethesda, you have to give refunds. Of course, that was Fallout 76. Hey, the Fallout huh. was. Uh- so... Yeah, yeah, the fallout of Fallout, am I right? But yeah, the fallout of this is even worse, and that's that's saying something because, like, I thought Bethesda was gonna take the cake of this, you know, this decade's worst. Well, I mean, it is twenty twenty, and that was back in twenty nineteen, but like, not starting off good this year, Blizzard, you know, putting out this absolute show, <laughs> like, ah. Oh. It's amazing. I mean, what's your attachment at all to like Warcraft? I have zero. Um, I definitely grew up as a RuneScape kid. Um, I didn't really, I was more like every time I was hanging out with friends, we would play it, but I never played it by myself. So like I've got some of them that have, have like Skyrim hours or more in the game that still play it. Um, So that's not me, but like Warcraft was always around and I knew of it. Um, and of course I knew the memes and stuff like that, but I, you know, I, I have zero affinity for it, but what I find is interesting is like on the business and like just marketing side of things, how, um, you know, one of the things that gets me is how they marketed this as a full remake. And I guess because the fact that it's still isometric in a way, um, where it's, it's, you know, RTS style, it doesn't really show, of course the details are a lot more, but it just honestly looks like a really high quality remaster rather than a full on remake. Yeah. Especially with, you know, some of the other changes that they, they've made otherwise to it. Um, you know, and it's, there's some things that are definitely funny about, uh, <laughs> like, uh, some little t- tidbits they're putting in about if you make any custom games mm-hmm. and they've, you know, got to be doing it for a reason, but it still sucks. It's like, it's kind of one of those. It's like whenever three, four, three came out with a master chief collection, it was literally every like wrong. Like mm-hmm. it was every, like n- broken. It just didn't work. And like, no one was happy about it. So that's kind of what it's, it seems like Blizzard's doing all the wrong things like Mm -hmm. in this instance right here. Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely a chicken and egg type of debate because is it Blizzard or is it Activision or is it a combination of the two? Because obviously Blizzard needs to take accountability because you look at EA, you know, Respawn obviously put their thumb down and said, no, we're making a single-player Star Wars game, and we don't think that you know what the hell you're talking about. Guess what? They do know what they're talking about. Single-player games are not dead, EA. And how much did you say it sold? I think it's like $10 million, Something $10 million? like that. $10 million times $60? Like, I mean, come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sold plenty good. 
I mean, of course, it doesn't have microtransactions, so they weren't able to, you know, milk that like they're freaking, you know, like maybe they have like an ultimate squad of Jedi that you can. And oh, God, I don't even want to. What's even funnier is the fact that they um, put DLC in for free. Right. Like the stuff that was paid, like like, pre-order content. But see, so but that's my point is that even though Activision might be you know stomping the boot down on blizzard you can't say that blizzard is completely like because there's plenty of videos out there basically saying that the only reason this is happening is because of activision but i i use respawn as an example look at respawn respawn was under the ea flag and yet they were still able to you know be free enough to say no this is our game we're going to do what we want and so to say to me that Blizzard has no fault, you know, which I don't think there's anybody out there necessarily saying that, but they definitely are trying to put too much onto Activision's square, you know, and I feel like they share, they share it together. Activision needs to jump off their ass and stop making them put out stuff before it's ready. And Blizzard needs to stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. They need to take a stand and say no. This is not ready. We promised more. They deserve more. And yet they they felt the need, whoever was higher up, maybe that weird guy with the long hair that did the non-apology, maybe he was all like, you know what? Let's just put it out. We'll patch it in later. Bullshit. Absolute horse manure. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, yeah, that goes right along with our thing. Like, I want this to stop. You know, we're coming into a new generation of consoles. I want to know that when a publisher tells me something is coming out in the matter of when it, what it's coming out as, I want that to stop. I want that to be a last generation problem. You know, I want this generation to be over for that reason alone so that we can stop getting these false promises so that when and ubisoft maybe ubisoft is the light at the end of the tunnel they straight up delayed every game not one not two every game on their roster they delayed to give it more time because they realized hey we should probably make good games <laughs> yeah watchdogs being like- one of them yeah, Watch Dogs needs to be good, especially if it's going to be a PS5, Xbox One X title. But yeah, like the like they saw Breakpoint and realized, okay, no, this was not very good. Yeah, like, we need to fix this. Like, thank God. Uh, one thing I have noticed from industry, which gives me hope, is more developers being more transparent, and I feel like that is very necessary because gamers aren't stupid anymore. Like, how many? Um, websites are out there how many YouTube channels are out there that are basically made to dig into everything and pull up mining it's like see they could have done this but they didn't because they wanted to sell it to us or things like that you know what I mean like they cannot no longer get away with that stuff like for the longest time and maybe this is PlayStation 3's generation um, fault just as much as it PlayStation 4 but it's like they thought we were stupid and that they wouldn't get away with it. And for a while, they maybe did get away with it because we didn't care as much. But it's like, we care now. And they can't get away with it anymore. So hopefully, the false promises of the last generation are not going to be following us into the next. 
So, I mean, that's kind of our thoughts on the industry as a whole and everything. Let us know, guys, what do you think about it? Um, and let's get moving on. So now it's time for our very first ever Battle Royale. Battle Royale. So the way we're going to do this is basically we're going to split everything into different um, topics to give a point value. Each one of them can get a point value up to 10 and at the end we'll give certain extra credit. But the extra credit also needs to add up to 10 points. So if we have 10 different things that we feel needs to be mentioned as extra credit, then we'll give that as extra credit. But it can't be past 10 does that make sense yeah okay so the topics that we're going to be judging each battle royale on are art style slash visuals mechanics weapons slash loot system onboarding fun factor and then finally extra credit so we'll kind of explain things as we go hopefully by the end of this first episode you'll kind of get the idea of what we're going for um, but yeah, so first off, let's do our synopsis of what we think about PUBG. So first off, Nate, what do you think overall of PUBG? So first time ever touching it, um, which feels kind of weird to say in more ways than one. <laughs> um, but I think maybe it's because I'm a little bit more privileged at the fact that I did not play it in its original state. So I'm mm -hmm. not attested to the bugginess, but I mean, even on PS4, it feels like it feels like a polished product. You yeah. know, there's still some some little things here and there. That did you that get I, a chance to play it on your pro? No, I played it on my stock PS4. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't play it on my I didn't play it on my pro, but I'll, I'll try that because I have it interchanged on the two. So, um, yeah, I mean, it it doesn't. Look, I've seen a lot of really good like recent PC gameplay footage, so it didn't look like that for sure. Yeah, right. But I can say overall comparing the two because I, I that's in my mind i find them similar between it and h1z1 i think i would prefer PUBG. yeah right um it feels more polished even h1z1 i don't know if it's changed like recently i popped on a couple we'll months find ago out soon just, guys yeah yeah we'll find out soon um it felt just okay it felt like you know it felt like it wasn't all the way done um <sighs> i mean i had fun let's just put it put it that way i did yeah. have fun i didn't hate it you know, it's definitely something different, and I appreciate the dichotomy between it and something like Fortnite. Mm. Well, call in the canaries, because I'm a contranary. No? Okay. Boo this man. Boo. Um, I, I honestly did not like it. I hated it. I did not like a second of it. I thought, now, okay, huge caveat for me and Nate. We played on the PlayStation 4. We did not play it in the PC, so there are going to be a lot of elitists out there saying that, well, you didn't play the true game, quote-unquote. So I can completely understand that because there's probably some control schemes that would make way more sense on the on the, um, the PC. 100%. And on the, on, the P, on the PlayStation, doesn't make any sense. Why did you do it this way? Why? Just why? We'll get more into it when we're talking about each individual topic, but for me did not like it and i mean honestly i am privileged in a certain sense too because i've played a ton of other um battle royales that were leaps 
and bounds better than this freaking game. And so coming back to this being this janky-ass, weird-ass, ass-and-ass kind of game, I hate it. I genuinely hate it. Like, nothing about it to me is redeeming. Um, having said that, I am going to try to be a little bit more um, uh, objective when it comes to my rating rather than subjective to my own personal experience. So when we break down each segment, that's what I'm going to try. I'm going to try to keep that in mind because I realize that, you know, this is a good game to some people and I don't want to. But as far as a very personal, personal thing, if I could give it a zero, I'd give it a zero because I do not like this game whatsoever. So that's my personal thing. Let's get into it. (laughs) All right. So the topics to judge on once again, art style and visuals, mechanics, Weapons and loot system, onboarding, and fun factor. And, of course, a little bit of that extra. Because you can't spell extraordinary without that little extra. <laughs> yep, 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 still going. All right, so yep. let's start with the art styles and visuals. Once again, we can go from 1 to 10. We can give the, we can do it that way. So um, having been somebody who you know, was able to play it or not play it, but you've, you've seen a lot of like the, uh, PC footage and everything. Like, you know, I'm going to let you start that off. So out of all the battle Royales I've played on console, this definitely looks the worst. Um, well, I mean, I say H1Z1 looks worse, but if we're comparing something like Apex or Fortnite or, of course, anything that has its own art style, this definitely does look the worst, especially with compared to to PC, because PC, I've seen some really actually beautiful gameplay. Um, But it's one of those that it's not, it's noticeable, but not like where it detracts from the entire experience, where I'm like, oh, this looks like dirt. This looks like, like I can't, I feel that way with H1Z1. Like it doesn't feel like a polished pot. Like it just feels like something that I don't want to really spend my time with. That being said, I think that this one is easily like just an average. Like if we're doing a 10 point scale, maybe right. a five. I mean, would you say that even considering the visuals on the PC? Considering with the visuals on PC, I would say a seven. Okay. But if we're just doing the PS4 version, I would say a five. But if we have all of them together. So ex- so keep in mind, this is art style and visuals. So we're not just going off the fact that it looks like crap, but also that it's art style. So does the art style fit its visuals? Let's yes, put it, that it does. Way. Yes, it, it looks like a very simulated like kind of game. So it's not okay. trying to be too photoreal, not trying to be too cartoony. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... Like, if we're doing it all together like that, yes, seven. I would say solid seven. Average. Okay. Um, I would have to agree as far as, uh, like, I like its aesthetic as far as the art style and the the feel of it. Even though you're absolutely right when it comes to the PlayStation, at least, you know, obviously I can't talk about the PC. Um, it looks really bad. And the draw distances aren't super great. Um, just the overall, like, textures. The textures aren't really there either. Um, but once again, I, I want to be as objective as possible because I am playing on the PlayStation four and it looks way better on a PC. So seven, I feel like is very good because you're right. It doesn't look full realistic, but is that what it's going for? I would have to say, yeah, I feel like to a certain point, it is trying to go for that photorealism because even when it comes to like the scopes and the way that feels and the aiming down sights and everything, like, I feel like it is trying to go for, um, photorealism or at least 
It's not as, trying to push the envelope on graphics, is what I'm saying. To a certain extent, I feel like they would like to. Yeah. Like, if if they could put out a patch that made it look photorealistic, I feel like they would. So I feel like it needs to be judged on that. And judging that, yeah, 7 is a good point for it. Because it's not horrible. It's not PS2 graphics by any means. But it's also just not pushing any kind of envelope. But it also fits its aesthetic. The way the, the maps look. The way... You know, the buildings, they fit into the map. You know, it's not like it's like copied and pasted from like when you're doing the Fallout editor or map editor and you just plop something down. It feels like it's a part of the world. And so that's very important as far as art size and visuals. So, yeah, 7 is perfect. Our mechanics. So how did this feel to play? How are the different, the button layouts, everything like this is the mechanics of it. How does it feel? Um... It felt better than I thought. Like the actual core gameplay of of everything, you know, shooting. Now, of course, there are some weird things that I don't like a lot of the times, but I didn't mind in this case where it's like the extra step to aim down sights mm. was kind of interesting. Um, but I like the easy switch from third to first. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Battlefront in a way where how I used to play. It's like sometimes I want to see, you know, in first person, sometimes I want to be over the shoulder. Um, and so like, I just enjoyed the way it felt. Cause it's, it's what I expected. You know, I, I had zero really expectations. I wasn't expecting to play a great game. So it really just kind of was like, okay, like this is about what I expected. And, um, shooting felt simplistic in a way. Like mm-hmm. it didn't feel like a lot of, like there's not any crazy, like, simulations that I'm seeing or like a bullet drop in particular that I'm visibly seeing that I'm aware of. Right. Um, right. So I don't know. Ranking wise, I would probably say about the same, probably say about six or seven. Yeah. Um, this one's hard. It's really hard because, you know, I hate to keep bringing up. We were playing it on the PlayStation, but like for me, having certain things where I like I like you have to hold down square, that's weird. I don't like it. Like I like just being able to tap. Um, I did look through the build. Or I looked through the screens as far as I could tell. I couldn't see one where I could just do the tap instead of the hold. Um, then there's a lot of things that are prejudiced, taken over from other games. And so let me explain. Um, when I pick up a gun and I pick up ammo, I have to reload the gun. That makes no sense to me. Why would you pick up a gun with no ammo in it? Especially when I can look at an AK and it has a clip inside it. Or a magazine, sorry. It has a magazine inside it and yet I have to reload it. Why? That's super dumb. I, I hate that. And especially if... I'm dropping and somebody's dropping right next to me in the heat of the moment, I'm going to aim and shoot at them. But because I'm trained by other battle rounds that I'm already going to have freaking bullets in them. I have, I'm definitely going to always forget to reload. And that's just a dumb mechanic. Why? That makes no sense. Now in apex, for instance, um, there's certain things like if you get a new type of magazine, you have to reload to make sure, like, if you go from 12 bullets up to 24, you have to reload to get those bullets. That makes sense. That makes physical sense because mechanically you have to take out that 12 clip and put in a 24 clip. 
that makes sense to me. But to pick up a gun that clearly has a magazine attached to it, but I still have to reload it to put bullets in it, makes no sense. Makes absolutely no sense. I feel like if they would have taken the extra, you know, extra time to take the magazine out of the gun when I see it looking at it on the ground, then it would have made physical sense in my mind. But mechanically, it doesn't make sense. And I feel like you're way, way more forgiving on the double tap to zoom in. So if you, on the PlayStation at least, and I'm assuming it's it's the same for the um, Xbox One, if you hold down the left trigger, you'll zoom in, which third person, no, nothing wrong with that. Third person, you zoom in a little bit, makes perfect sense. And then you have to double tap the right trigger to then go down iron sights. That, I hate that. I don't like it. And I tried to see if I could change it. Granted, I was in the moment, so maybe I just didn't find it. But I didn't find any way where I could just, especially in first-person mode, because that's what I would have liked to play it in. <coughs> um, there's no way to just go straight to iron sights. And I hate that. Um, another thing is, I don't think I've ever gotten nauseous playing a first-person shooter. And in PUBG, I got a little nauseous playing in first-person in first-person mode. Did you and, turn off motion blur? No, no, it wasn't that. It was if I'm running forward and I stop pressing forward, my person will still go forward a couple of steps. Because it's not, oh. it's not first person. It's not a first person game. It's a third person game with a first person mode. So it's still moving my body as if it was a fir- or a third person, or you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of how I feel sometimes too about uh, GTA Five. Like yes, when you yes. do first person, I hardly ever play first person because it feels really so. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So that is part of the <coughs> mechanics. It's part of being able to. Playing a, now third person once again, which is what it was made for. Let's let's be honest there. Um, it feels fine. It's controls are fine, but it's just those little things that really mark it down for me personally. So like for me, I'm going to be a little bit more um, harsh on it. I think it's all the way down to six. Like I don't, I don't think the mechanics are that great. And I mean, by all means, the PC might be a lot better because there's just more buttons. So if zooming into Iron Sights, please let us know, by all means, in the Discord or at official underscore noob, if the zoom down to Iron Sights is double-clicking on the right click. Um, right right button. Right, right mouse button, button. Right mouse button. If that's how you do it in, in the PC version, dumb. No, I don't like it. Like, so I don't think there's any excuse for that. You have, like... 84 different buttons that you could choose from and your choice is to double click on something well double click and hold that's what makes it so confusing because like my mind and granted maybe if i would give myself more of a chance to get used to it but it's just like any game any other game it would do something else and i like i think like ghost recon would be a good example of if you zoom in over shoulder and then i think you click down on like r3 then it'll go to iron sights that makes sense but to double click and then have to hold it down is it throws me off every single time so i'm a little bit harsher and i'm giving it a six so i'm gonna put six and seven all right so weapons and loot system so this is gonna be obviously the weapons do they seem to fit the aesthetic um not only that but the variety of weapons the variety of items so on and so forth 
So with weapons, it kind of goes back to whenever I was talking about it being simple. Like I liked the weapon variety. Um, I liked... <clears throat> so I remember playing DayZ back in the day and kind of having just that, oh, here's a here's a sniper rifle. Oh, here's like an AR. You know, just the idea of picking it up. And then I feel like this is the one battle royale where it's like it matters, like the ammunition that you pick up. You know, true, with, true. with uh, Black Ops 4, like you had different options, but it all felt like cartoony and gimmicky. Like, okay. it didn't feel like I was picking up real ammo. So with this, it was like, okay, you know, oh, there's 7.62. Okay, I need that for this. Um, the loot system is the one main thing that I really don't have much experience with because I didn't really play around the systems and menus as much. Mm-hmm. I really just kind of played. Um, so shooting, I enjoyed. Again, to put it simply, it just felt simple to me. Yeah. Like there wasn't really any too complex uh, mechanics going on or like shoot like weapon systems or anything. It was just like, okay, this is the one I felt I played more with a sniper rifle. Like I hardly ever play... Okay. Battle Royales with any snipers. I'm mostly just like running, gunning, trying to hide. So I, I, I got a, I got a question for you, just sure. because once again this comes from a privileged spot of playing like Fortnite and and um, Apex way well before this. What do you feel about having to equip a scope rather than it just being auto equipped for you? If you feel like if you want to play that kind of game, yeah, okay. like. I, I like the choice because um, there's okay. something there is something about like an actual battle royale where it's like tried and true pick up a scope put it on the weapon instead of it just being like auto pick there's now do you know, you know if there was I'm sorry I don't mean to interrupt do you know if there is a mechanic like what's a good example like you know how certain games if you hold down square you can equip like, is there a mechanic? I, I don't know because I didn't try it out myself. I apologize. Uh, but is there a mechanic where if I look at a scope and I just hold down the pickup button, will it auto equip it? That I don't know either. Dang it. Um, I know that in Black Ops 4, you could do that. You could either pick up the scope or if you like held something, yeah. you could automatically yeah. equip it. Um, and see, so yeah, I, that, if, I, I if, think that's my main problem is I'm so spoiled by other games that have done it better. So sorry, go on. Yeah, well, that's the thing that that I'm I'm enjoying about PUBG is that it's different. Like, I don't expect certain things to be in there like that. I'm expecting a more simple overall experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I keep saying simple a lot, but I mean that's that's <laughs> that's kind of genuinely how I feel about it overall. Is it's just something like, okay, this seems to have like more real mechanics to it in some ways, but it, it's it's one of those that's not taking away too much. So the weapons in general, I enjoyed. Um, I would say, you know, it's it didn't feel great to shoot a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't, it wasn't as tactile in other certain uh, instances. I would say maybe like a six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to agree because I mean, I can see what you mean as far as it being more survival. So you have to pick up the scope and then put it on. Um, but yeah, I guess I wish I would like more options as far as like, I hate having to go into a set and this is a very PC thing. You know what I mean? Cause going into a separate menu and then having to do stuff like that is very PC, you know, because you have the mouse where you can just click it and drag it over or something like that. Whereas being on the console, <coughs> this is very much a thing. So I feel like, uh, 
like I would like to say five, but I'll definitely say six because I know it's a console problem. It's not a PC problem. So I'll, I'll be a little bit more lenient on this one than I want to be because I know that it's just a console problem. So I'll say six as well. Okay. Um, onboarding. So, I mean, I'd say the best way to say this is just how is the onboarding, you know, does it give you any type of a tutorial? Does the way the map set up, is it set up in a way where you can clearly see where X, Y, and Z is, you know, um, things like, things like that, you know, there's probably a lot of other nuances to it, but those are, that's the basics. How is the onboarding? You know, can I pick up the game and play it and know exactly what's going on? That's basically what I'm trying to get at with onboarding. So what was your experience with onboarding on there? Um, I felt like there was none. Like you're kind of just yeah. thrown into the fire and good luck, you know? Yeah. You know, I, uh, a really, I, I hate to keep doing this, but a really good example is I, sometimes I didn't know what kind of bullets went where. Um, I felt like you had to go into an extra menu to know that versus something like blackout or even apex is the simplest, but even something like blackout on the gun menu, it would say what kind of ammunition you needed. So even just looking mm. at the bottom right hand side of my screen, I know that I'm using nine millimeter web or bullets. I should pick up some more nine millimeter bullets. Now, granted, you can go into your menu as well and see the same information in more detail in blackout right from the start i know exactly what kind of bullets i need and blackout and then like i said apex is even more simple because instead of 5.6 and 667775 blah 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 you just have light heavy shotgun um energy super simple they're all color coded super simple um and in this like on the onboarding i i really do feel like and then the map the map is another thing where it's like they have they they have, I mean, the map is hard because I feel like no map has like super simple, um, like visually, like uh, they have names for stuff and that's about it, obviously. But, um, you know, like it doesn't let me know in any kind of way. Like when I enter a new area, is this a high tier loot area or is it a low tier? You know, which once again could yeah. go towards it's more survival aspect. So I don't want a negative. I don't want to give it a negative point just because it doesn't tell me this is a high loot area. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, it is part of it because it's not onboarding me very well. It's not teaching me the game. Instead, I'm just supposed to, I'm supposed to experiment, you know, um, I can see the merits for that, you know, but I, I guess it's something I don't prefer. Yeah, so like <clears throat> I'm going to compare with Fortnite here because the most recent time I played Fortnite was post Malone. Um post Malone. Um post chapter 2. And like I don't remember the onboarding process of Fortnite being like this, but when I jumped in the first round after the the black right. hole, I, I'm not even sure I'm not sure if I played a real match or a tutorial match because at, the first match it was Victory Royale yep. and it felt like it was yep. easy. Me too. Me too. You know, it was it was very like the onboarding was like, Hey, do this. Hey, there's this like, Hey, look at that. Like, I mean, it definitely was like, it held your hand through it and told you what to do. Whereas this was like you said, thrown into the fire. And so it's like, okay. But again, that comes down to two different kinds of gamers. True. Some people very like true. that. 
some people like the idea of like, hey, this is a survival, like that ups the ante. And some people like the idea of, hey, show me how to do this. Show me how to build. Show me how to do that. So this one I think is going to be the most subjective. Mm, Yeah. Um, Well, no, 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 no. You don't think Object like you can objectively say, okay, there's no onboarding process, so you can rank it a low score. But it's also can be interpreted as subjective because it 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 just comes down to if we liked that or not. Mm, Good point. Yeah, this one's this is gonna be hard because I want to be fair, and I feel like if I really wanted to, I would have been given everything a zero because of how much I just didn't enjoy myself. But I am trying to to a certain extent be fair. Um. But I would have to say onboarding, if we're just, we don't look at the mechanics or the visual art style, if we're talking about only onboarding, um, I would say it doesn't really have onboarding at all. So I don't exactly want to give it a zero because I feel like that's too harsh. Um, but I definitely, I can't give this a nine. I can't give this an eight. Seven, I feel like it's... I would say probably a four. Really? Really that low? Well, a four or five, okay. you know, you could put it right dab in the middle because that, you know, it's, that's a, that's a compromise, okay. you know, it doesn't have any onboarding at all, but that that's kind of a part true, of the game. True. So yeah, so, let's go middle of the road then. I, I'm okay with that. Um, fun factor. So this is, this is going to be the hard, hardest one to be fair on because fun factor is very subjective. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, how much, how much fun were you having versus, you know, I mean, granted, I don't think either one of us, did you get a chicken dinner? Yeah, definitely. Me neither. Mm -hmm. 100% not. I don't even think I got close on it. So. I mean, I think right off the bat, I would give this a solid six because I had fun with the time I was in it. Do I want to go back and play more and more of it? No. Um, like I might do it on occasion, but I'm not going to be like, this isn't one of those that I'm going to continue to play and like stream because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that's So I had fun in the isolated experience that I had it. Um, but I, I mean, I would say this is definitely going to be an average score for me of something like a six. Yeah. Um, because <sighs> I mean the real, that's going to be, that's the easiest way for me to yeah. process it. I mean, the real problem is, is that there's just better ones out there, you know, there's Correct. just better, like they're easier, <clears throat> but with it's easier, it also gives you, I think, better time to um, master it, you know, because it, while it might be easy at first, like easy to pick up, difficult to master or for a lot of them. Whereas this is just difficult to pick up, difficult to master. And so it's a grind, which is part of the reason why onboarding is such a low score, because it's just like, in order to get into this game, you have to want to get into it either that, or you have to really maybe have a group to get into it with. So yeah, fun factor for me is just, it's similar. It's certainly, that's what I was trying to go. Certainly fun. Because that, you know, that gut-wrenching feeling that you get because the the circle's barreling down on you and the, the, that number of players is slowly going down. Nothing like a Battle Royale can really explain that thing, that feeling. You know what I mean? Like, nothing. Nothing can explain that. But at the same time, 
when you do just, I would say even H1Z1 to a certain extent because of how much, um, I wouldn't say easier, but it, the, to a certain extent, it is a little bit more fun. Like I don't have to fundle around with it too much, which once mm. again could be a, P, a, a console problem because like, for instance, their um, weapon and loot system, <coughs> when you get a green or a blue gun, it already has attachments on it. So I don't have to fumble around with the attachments. And they thought about that for the console version alone. You still have a similar system where you have to drag your scope over onto your gun if you're on the PC. But for the PlayStation, their onboarding is a lot better because it's like, here's a green button, here's a green gun. That's clearly better than a white gun. I'm going to pick that up. Like, it just makes sense. And for this, and yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, man. Yeah, this is super hard. I, it's hard to be fair with this one. So I, I don't know if this is going to be a middle-of-the-road one as well. So, I mean, what do you think? Well, like I said, mine's yeah. going to be six. Um, just based on the fact that that's the easiest way I can process it because you're right. It's one of those that I don't, it, this doesn't have the fun factor to keep drawing me back in, but I had fun with okay. the time I did. I can, I can agree with that. We'll keep it at a six for now. So, um, now extra credit. These are ones that can add up to 10. We can put any kind of point value we feel is necessary. Um, and so for this one in particular, I feel like the two extra credits that it gets is the cultural impact, that's one, and the industry impact. Culturally, this had a huge impact. It was getting viewed a ton on Twitch. There was a ton of people talking about it. And in general, people just went crazy. So that's one factor. The other factor is that industry impact. It had a huge impact on the industry, on the fact that now tons of games are being in, uh, turned into Battle Royales. Um, and this started it. I don't think that it perfected it by any means. We, we, I mean, we can be certain of that with our scoring. <laughs> but it started it. It was the first one to be breaking records. And that's on the industry night, not the cultural side, I think. it's Well, no, I guess that is on the cultural Breaking records on the um, on the Twitch side would be cultural. Breaking records on the sales side would be industry. Would you agree? Well, no. I guess it could be cultural. Either way, so 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 this is where okay, I, I'm at on it. This this did this is <clears throat> excuse me. This is going to get a higher score for me for industry over okay. cultural because I feel like the importance of this game is solely industry wise. Although culturally it was, for, when Fortnite came out, it completely overshadowed Good point. it. Good point. So okay. PUBG is being more like remarked at as, "Hey, this is the game that made battle royale a thing in the mainstream." Mm, okay. You know, okay. it, it had a beginning cultural impact, but I think that the industrial impact of it all. Com- completely outweighs that because I think that more people still talk about uh, right, Fortnite right. like day after day. So than I'm going to give it. You have a I'm small give it set. Two for cultural, and I'll give it a. I say eight. Eight. What? I eight say eight for cultural. No, eight industry. for industry. Oh, okay. So you think its total should be ten altogether for extra credit? Yeah, I mean it's it's you can't overstate how the important impact. it was you know to the I industry. I can agree with that. 
And it certainly needs the points. <laughs> it definitely does. <laughs> so I'll agree with that. Two for the cultural, eight for the impact. Now, that doesn't mean that every time we do extra credit, it's going to add up to 10. This is an instance where it just makes sense because you can't deny the cultural and industry. And I feel like that's a perfect point system right there. All right. So at the end of everything, so seven for visuals, six for mechanics, six for weapons and loot system onboarding was at a five fun factor at a six and it got an extra credit of 10 so the average score is down to a 6.6 so that gives it an average score on our this is the very first one battle royale first one 6.6 next week's battle royale battle royale is also our game of the week which is fortnite so next week we will be talking about it and we'll see does this beat out PUBG or will it still reign supreme? Spoilers, probably not. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. Anyways, but yeah, that's our battle royale, battle royale. All right, so thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Noob. Make sure, definitely get a hold of us. Let us know. Some of the things that we were talking about in PUBG were from a console perspective. We definitely want to hear some from the PC perspective. Let us know. Um, but you can go to at official underscore noob, and that's spelled just like the show, N-E-W-B. So it's spelled just like the show. Or you can go to at TX3 Productions on Twitter or threadx3productions at gmail.com. Drop us a link there. And as always, our Discord is in the link down below or pinned to the top of our Twitter. You can go there. Or threadx3productions on Instagram as well. So you can definitely DM us there as well. Let us know your thoughts on everything. All right, so I was your host, Nick. And I was your host, Nate. And remember to always play nice. And use the buddy system. Buddy! Hey everybody, what's up? This is Nick from the future. Uh, in true respawn fashion, we are getting a trailer on the day that we're trying to put stuff up. So I think from now on, we're just going to try to do gorilla style like we are right now and put in any extra stuff that needs to be put in. If it's something that can wait, it can wait. But in this particular instance, it is a gameplay trailer. So... It's definitely something I want to talk about. So, um, first off, I like how it starts off as like a Hammond Robotics commercial, like, and then you see little glitches of what the map's gonna look like afterwards. I really like that. Um, just setting up the lore really good. And now we kind of know why everything's gone to crap, which is the planet harvester essentially it's harvesting the planet and so that explains why there's like capital cities all messed up and there's obviously some really bad stuff going on so i really like that um then we get some revenant gameplay this is really cool um it's really interesting i'm so i'm so like interested into like what his abilities are. So we see him putting up this prism thing, which I'm assuming is his ultimate. He puts up this prism thing, and when his teammates go by it, they turn into these shadow people. Um, 
but this is also confusing because you see Octane jump and then all of a sudden he just disappears. And then for some reason there's another remnant and he's climbing up the wall. Like, are you gonna get the ability to climb up walls but only when you're in the remnant, like, shadow version? Um, I love the song choice. The freaking song choice is Jekyll and Hyde. Like, very good. Love it. Um, he also throws some type of grenade. It's a grenade and it's, um, it has something to do with lightning. So I'm going to guess that it's going to mess up. It's going to make you go slower. It's going to maybe make your accuracy a lot worse or something. Um, then we get to see his finisher where he does the same thing in the trailer where he like turns his hand like really stiff and then able to pierce it right through somebody. Um, really cool. Then we see the skins. Um, this season is very robotic, like Domo Origato, Mr. Roboto. Everybody gets a robot skin. Um, the, the weapons themselves have a very sleek look to it, like toy, like like toy guns everything looks sleek and i love it um so i like the look of everything um the themes have always just kind of been like eh you know where this time around looks like we actually might get some really cool ones because it just straight up looks cool and sleek and i, I really like that so but yeah i'm still really interested to see obviously by the time this comes out the season's out so we're gonna have big updates for next episode but before I make it official and I get out of here, I wanted to take the time to say thank you. You know, when we made the decision to switch from Apex Legends Hubcast to Noob, we knew that we were taking a chance. There is a chance that a lot of you were not going to like the change, that maybe you were going to feel alienated, that you were feeling, well, I'm only here for Apex, and so you were going to bounce out, essentially. But instead, it seems like a lot of you are sticking around for the long haul, and we really, really appreciate that. If Nate was here, obviously I'm recording without him because this is just the update part, but he would say the same thing. We are so appreciative of everybody sticking around. We definitely thought that a good portion of you were going to be gone, but there's still around six to 700 of you guys sticking around with us. You're in it to win it. And we could not be happier. It, it feels so good to know that there's so many of you guys out there rooting for us. And that really makes this new journey that we're going on not feel like a complete mistake and you know for that thank you thank you for sticking around you know i hope we continue to give you guys the best content that we can and that is obviously the end goal there is to give you guys the best that we can so thank you so much and we are done we will see you on the game of the week Fortnite. it's cross play so i want to see you guys okay thank you bye